It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome to this episode of Decal Download. Happy New Year, Commissioner. It is officially 2019. That's right. Happy 2019. It's hard to believe that it's already 2019. I feel like it was just Y2K, just a a few short decades ago. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Made it past that big hurdle. (laughs) And here we are already almost to 2020. Um, We thought we would uh, take a look back on 2018 uh, today with a look ahead as well to 2019. So much information to choose from. So in no particular order, uh, let's start with CAPS, Georgia's Child Care and Parent Services Program, which in 2018 not only transitioned completely from defects to decal, but was re-envisioned and transformed as a component of Georgia's early education system. How are we doing? You know, things are, are going well. We definitely faced um, some challenges that we weren't anticipating, but I think with a transition that large, um, it's a program of uh, about 200 employees, about a $300 million budget that serves 50,000 children. Um, I think with anything that large, you're going to kind of hit some road bumps, and we and we did, um, but our staff has been very amazing um, and really accepted those challenges and come up with in, have come up with new solutions um, that are really, we're headed in the right direction. Our productivity is up. We're fully staffed. Um, and the reform part um, is what, and the transformative part um, is really the most exciting for me since we've made it through the actual technical transition of getting everybody over here under decal and under one roof. And so um, now to see how we make CAPS the best subsidy program in the nation um, is kind of our next long-term goal, long-term goal. We recently met with uh, all of the CAPS employees. First time we've had them all together at a meeting out at the Evergreen Conference Center. They seemed very motivated. It was amazing. The energy in the room was amazing. They were pumped up. Um, at the end of the day, they um, they did their own like newspaper articles to talk about what's CAPS going to look like in one year, and they had great vision for mm-hmm. CAPS. Um, and so I'm really excited about the team that, that we put together, and I think things are going to be even better in 2019 for CAPS. They saw themselves not only answering phones and meeting with uh, – clients in person, but being out in the community and doing a lot of proactive. Well, and, and they kept talking about, you know, winning all these awards for excellent customer service. And that made me really proud because I'm, I'm big on delivering excellent customer service. And I think that's where it all starts. And right. So I was really excited to hear that come from them. One of the big items on our list for 2018 was the additional $93 million in discretionary funding from the Child Care Development Fund. Your plan and a webinar are posted on our website uh, with all the details if folks want more information. How's the implementation on that coming along? You know, a lot of the, it was a seven-part plan, and a lot of it has already been implemented. Um, a lot of the tiered increases for quality rated has been implemented. Um, the increase to the infant-toddler base rate for CAPS will go in um, December 31st-ish, so January 1st is what we had promised. Uh, we began paying for criminal records checks October 1st, which mm-hmm. was a really quick turnaround. And then a lot of our inclusion uh, expansion will we'll begin to go in place January 1st and our decal scholars as well. So it is it is going out on schedule right now, and we are excited to be able to announce that plan. That's great. We're in the middle of the 26th year of Georgia's pre-K program, over 83,000 four-year-olds enrolled in public and private programs. We're serving about 60% of the four-year-olds in the state. 
Why not 100%? You know, that 60% has been pretty constant for, I would say, over a decade. And, and we always get that question about why not serve more because we know Georgia's pre-K program, um, it does its job in preparing children for kindergarten. Um, we've looked a lot about how do we serve more, and we're continuing to look at that. We're doing some work with Carl Vinson at Institute of Government to help us figure out how parents make that decision. Um, also working and how do we continue to incentivize expansion of our program. So right now it's really about capacity of programs in the right areas where the children are to serve more. So uh, we're we're trying to figure that out right now. Mm-hmm. I know you get a lot of questions about the waiting list, which is around at any given time, 5,000 children. Right. We've got our different theories on that of whether that number is accurate or not. But how do you respond to that? You know, I think we're always going to have a wait list. Uh, Georgia Pre-K is a voluntary program, and parents make choices on early learning for many different reasons. What we do know is that 86% of four-year-olds are served in some type of licensed child care. So um, I always do math at Dr. Bentley Ponder would tell me not to do. Um, but if 60% are served in Georgia pre-K, then we would say 26% are served somewhere else in licensed child care. And so that really leaves 14% that we don't know where they're being served. They could be at home. Mm-hmm. They could be in an exempt program that we don't license. They could be in some type of private pre-K. So um, we'll continue to look at that and, and figure that out and try to increase uh, the percentage of four-year-olds that we do serve. While pre-K is very important, in recent years we've really focused on the importance of learning at an even earlier age, birth up to pre-K. And what are some examples of what we're doing in that area? Well, you know, we've learned so much, I would say, over the last decade, and the research has really exploded about brain development and how important early learning is to that early brain. So I always say it's pre-K is a critical component of the education system in Georgia, but what happens before Georgia pre-K and what happens after Georgia pre-K are also important, mm. which is why uh, we have a quality-rated system, which is our tiered quality rating and improvement system, to work with child care programs who volunteer uh, to go above and beyond health and safety regulations and really demonstrate straight to us that they are providing that quality early learning environment that we know is so important for brain development. Right. Childcare services, as well as the entire agency, has now been divided into six operational regions. That's a little behind the curtain for parents and maybe providers, but what does that mean for DECAL? So when we looked at it, you know, we have a lot of field-based employees, whether it's child care services or pre-K or inclusion or nutrition or audits. Um, we have a lot of field-based employees, but none of their regions aligned. So there was really no opportunity for them to work together in any coordinated fashion. And so we knew the first step would be to have uniform regions across uh, DECAL. And so we have six of those. And now all of our field staff are organized that way. So they actually have a region in which they belong. Um, and we have regional meetings where they can actually get together and, and learn about each other and the work that they do. And I think that will make us better decal team members for our providers. They may not, and providers probably don't care or don't understand, but when when the folks that you work with in your region know each other and know kind of what's going on, that's going to be helpful to providers. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they're going to be better served because people are going to be more conscientious of the fact that they are working together. Absolutely, absolutely. Seeing a lot of the same providers. Let's talk about nutrition for a minute. We again fed millions of meals and snacks to more children and eligible adults every year through our federal nutrition programs, reaching counties that have not participated in previous years. And I know our focus continues to be on Uh, providing that important service. Right. So uh, our nutrition uh, division does an incredible job of serving uh, children meals and working with sponsors every year. And I think through our our, um, child and adult food care program, there's, they serve over 80 million 
meals a year to children and some adults because it does serve adults. And then our summer food program, I think it's over 5 million meals in the summer. And so uh, we want to make sure we've got the money from USDA. um, So that's not the issue. We just really need qualified providers and sponsors that want to provide meals. And so we're going to be doing a lot of outreach to make sure um, that we we can serve those meals through sponsor sponsoring organizations in every county in Georgia. And when you really dig into it, there is such a connection between nutrition and children that are well-fed and their ability to focus. Oh, absolutely. That's a huge component. Um, And we, during the summer food program, a recent partnership was with the public libraries because we know in the summer when you're not being served meals at school, some children don't have an option. And so that seemed like a a likely partnership that I don't know why we hadn't thought of until a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. but children usually go to the libraries. It's a free service and they provide educational opportunities. Why not combine that with a summer meal? Yeah, works together really well. You've been busy, uh, in addition to your just regular duties as commissioner, you've been chairing two new organizations, the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning, as well as the Sandra Dunnigan Deal Center for Early Language and Literacy at Georgia College in Milledgeville. What are your feelings on those new efforts? You know, it's exciting uh, that we have new opportunities to highlight early learning and do more work around early learning. So the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning, we like to call it DECALS Foundation, um, but it, it is it was created as a 501c3 to support uh, the work that DECAL does and not really fund DECAL, but fund programs and providers and teachers um, and families. And so that's fairly new, um, but successful. We just developed our strategic plan a couple weeks ago and have a very uh, committed board to uh, help us move forward with that. And then the Sandra Dunnigan Deal Center for Early Language and Literacy is about supporting the professionals from birth to third grade. So that early learning uh, part of the education journey. And um, I'm the chair of the board there. And it's a center that we envisioned a couple of years ago and we brought it to Governor Deal. And he said, yes, let's do that because he knew early learning is so important. So um, it's a center that doesn't exist anywhere in the nation. And so we hope that we can build it up to be uh, a good model to support the workforce. Great tribute not only to Sandra Deal, but to the education legacy in that entire family. Oh, absolutely. And when you talk to Mrs. Deal about it, she didn't know it was going to be named after her. That was a surprise and made, you know, by the Georgia College president, President Dorman, which I think was, it was perfect. Um, but they included Dunnigan, which was her maiden name. And, mm-hmm. and um, she comes, she's not only an educator herself, but her mother was an educator. And so it was Governor Deal's mother. So right. she really appreciated that it was a Dunnigan deal. Yeah. One of the big changes for 2019, obviously, is the transition from Governor Nathan Deal and First Lady Sandra Deal to Governor-elect Brian Kemp and the new First Lady Marty Kemp. What can you say about the deals and their commitment to literacy and early childhood education in Georgia. I mean, what can you not say? I mean, yeah. I think they're known as uh, being children, children's champion in Georgia and really uh, getting literacy as part of everyone's conversation in Georgia. And we've learned so much about literacy and the importance of reading on grade level by the third grade because of Governor Deal and Mrs. Deal's efforts to read to a thousand classrooms um, over the last eight years. So uh, it's really encouraging that now we know that what we need to be talking about, um, but we know it's so much more about literacy. It's about the whole child and the well-being of the whole child and the family. And so I hope that that's kind of our next steps with Governor-elect Kemp and Mrs. Kemp. I was going to say, any thoughts on the new administration? I know it's fresh and new and the inaugural week is January 14th. I know. I just heard they're going to do the inauguration at Georgia Tech on the 14th at 2 p.m. Great. Um, But we're excited to work with Governor-elect Kemp 
Kemp and, and Mrs. Kemp. We hear that Mrs. Kemp was a preschool teacher, um, I think, before she started raising her children. And I think their daughter that is in college is an early education major. So we're hoping we can get them and out, out and about into some child care programs. But I was very encouraged to hear Governor-elect Kemp uh, in his platform and during his campaign talk about the importance of early learning, mm-hmm. specifically about quality rated and about CAPS, about our 2020 deadline. And then just a few weeks ago at the biennial, biennial uh, legislative summit where they bring all the legislators together, he spoke at lunch. And he specifically said that he is going to be a champion for early learning because he knows about the outcomes it will create. So very, very encouraged about um, him continuing to support the work of early learning in Georgia. What about the General Assembly? Are you expecting any proposed legislation around early childhood education? You know, you never know. Uh, They always pull things out that we weren't anticipating. Hmm. Uh, We do not have any agency legislation this year, um, so we will just watch and see um, and, and provide the information necessary to make the right decisions. Yeah, sounds good. All right. I think we covered just about everything in the agency. We do have this announcement from uh, Georgia's pre-K program to let you know about. DECAL will be releasing the 2019-2020 school year pre-K application for new and continuing providers on Wednesday, January the 2nd, 2019. It is due back to the DECAL offices on Friday, January the 25th, 2019. If you have questions, email pre-k at decal.ga.gov. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Brandy Laquetta, and I work in the Instructional Supports Division. My question for the commissioner is, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Oh, Brandy, you know, I hate to say it, but a million dollars doesn't seem like that much. You know, it taxes. doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> right. I mean, 20 years ago, a million dollars, like, wow. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't take it for granted. Let's just say that. Probably wouldn't do anything very exciting. Um, I would definitely give to my church. Um, but then I would probably pay my house off because that would take mm. a big financial burden off of off of our family um, and allow us to do more things like save appropriately for college for our children and things like that. So yeah. not very exciting, but more practical. And I'd probably take a trip somewhere just to, you gotta do something fun with a million dollars well you just found a million bucks right. might as well <laughs> thanks for tuning in to decal downloads for more information visit our website at decal.ga.gov the conversation continues on facebook twitter instagram youtube and pinterest follow commissioner jacobs on twitter at c-o-m-m jacobs